You are now tuned into Accelerate to Great Podcast with Nehemiah Davis, a podcast for aspiring and established entrepreneurs looking for their next level of greatness. Welcome back to another episode of Accelerate the Great. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis, and I'm super duper pumped up about our amazing and incredible guests that we have today. And the first thing I want to say to you guys, the most important thing I want you to know, when you go to conferences, ask. Like, a lot of people may not get Ryan on their podcast because they decided not to ask, right? So the first thing I want to talk about is asking. So as I continue to tell you guys, I'm going to continue to bring you some of the most brilliant entrepreneurs. Everyone who I brought to you to date has ran a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure, and nine-figure company, right? Because I want to make sure you're learning from someone who's actually done it. And unlike most people, Ryan has been a full-time entrepreneur since 13 years old. This guy has never had a real job outside of a sales job because he don't believe in working uh, a regular job when you can work commission and almost demand and make the money you want to get. So without further ado, I want to introduce just an all-around amazing entrepreneur, CEO of five different companies, building several multi-million dollar companies, and he's serving a lot of people and helping a lot of people win. So without further ado, I want to bring in my guy, Ryan Stuman, aka the Hardcore Closer. What up, bro? What's up, man? You know, what's, what's more important than just asking is uh, following up, you know? Uh, a lot of people ask and, and, and get a yes or a maybe or a, I don't know, follow up with me, which is probably what I told you. I probably was like, I don't know, man, follow up with me or whatever. And a lot of people just won't do it. You know, you'd be surprised how many like deals, things, whatever I, I get out of because I'm like, yeah, man, just hit me up, you know, and most people think that I blow them up. But if you follow up nine times out of 10, I end up making it happen, you know, yeah. and, uh, and I, I'm never too busy for anybody, man, you know. You could be like, you know, I don't know you that well, Nehemiah, but, you, you know, as far as I know, man, a year from now, you could be like the next Ty Lopez or the next, you know, Tony Robbins or, or something like that, you know, and, and here I am. I'm like, nah, man, fuck you. I don't want to be on your little show or whatever, thinking that I'm all like big and then you get bigger than me. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, never mind that one time I blew you off. Can you do me a favor now? You know, and so I just think like giving goodwill to the community. Plus, you know, anytime I get to come on something like this with a new audience, with a lot of people who who most likely don't know me, uh, I get to rewire people's minds, man. That's what I'm all about in life. No, listen, I appreciate that. And it's funny, uh, earlier, I was just saying in my mind, I was repeating and I want everybody to write it down. The fortune, the fortune is in the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up. Uh, Ryan said, hey, bud, contact me. We'll set it up. He gave me his exact link. I set it up. I'm like, okay, done. It, I, I waited a couple of days, but then I did it. But a lot of times, so many deals, even deals I messed up on because I didn't follow up. So the premise of this, as we, we, as we begin to rewire you on this podcast, um, and that's also uh, the name of Ryan's podcast, guys, you, fortune is in a follow-up. So many deals can happen when you continue to pursue the deals. A lot of people uh, shoot for the stars and then never follow up. And it's like, yo, you got to keep at it if you want to get the results you want. So for you, Ryan, man, you've been at this thing since you've been 13 years old, man. And um, tell us a little bit about the journey. I kind of want people to kind of hear um, how you, you see your five companies. I'm sure it isn't easy. I want to, how did you get to that point? Well, you know, it, I, I, uh, I've, I've never had like a, a salaried job uh, my entire life. I don't know other than the jobs that I've created for myself that I've had very many W-2 jobs. And, you know, when I was eight years old, I started off mowing yards at a car wash that my stepfather managed. And uh, so during the summer and after school, I would go and pick weeds and mow the yard and do the edging and all that stuff. And then 
and uh, eventually when I was about, you know, 10 or so, I was able to vacuum cars and, and stuff like that. And again, we worked hourly, so we weren't paid hourly. You got paid for what you did. And uh, I eventually realized, you know, it's hot as hell washing cars in Texas. And at about 13, I, um, I remember, because it was about 10 by the time the light went off, that the guy that's selling the car washers doesn't have to wash cars. And so I have been begging my stepdad, the manager, to, you know, hey, man, uh, I want to I sell car washers because in my little kid mind, it's like, then I don't have to vacuum this shit, <laughs> you know? And uh, I, I finally, when I was 13, he promised me when I was 13. So when I was 13, I started selling car washes. And, and uh, you know, as a little kid, it can be easy to persuade older people to do things for you, you know? But I got a lifetime of selling experience. They pay me like a nickel for every every upsell that I, I did or some shit like that. it was a ridiculously low amount of money but maybe on a Saturday I might get a thousand opportunities to talk to people and I did this from the time I was 13 until the time I was about 22 years old so no telling how many thousands of, of people I pitched and sold and, and everything else it's, it's uncountable uh, the average car wash would do you know let's just say 15,000 car washes a month. And I was pretty much there seven days a week, you know, 12 hours a day, uh, you know, like, cause the sales guy didn't get a break. That was one of the downsides. If you didn't get a break, you had to eat in between cars. The only time you got a break is when the, uh, 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 like uh, the weather was bad and it was raining, you know what I mean? Uh, but you know, from there, the car wash obviously didn't pay a lot of bills and, and working at the car wash, I got to meet a lot of interesting people that wash their cars and really the first like money making, venture I had was, you know, selling drugs. And, and, uh, you know, I had, I think the first time I smoked weed, it was like with the car wash manager, a, a car wash manager. Right. So, you know, car washes don't necessarily attract top tier talent. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of rejects and felons and, and at that time, illegal aliens and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, so, you know, I get to selling drugs and, and, uh, my stepdad runs me off from there cause I'm selling drugs and the managers and shit like that. Right. And uh, I go get a job doing construction. And uh, again, it's not a salary job. You get, you show up, you get paid that day. And really I just showed up on the job because I knew everybody did drugs. And so like, instead of like running a trap house out of my house, I would just go to the job site and sell the shit to everybody on the job site. Cause I knew all the motherfuckers got high. Right. And uh, I didn't really like, I didn't use cocaine or, or anything like that. I smoked reefer occasionally, but uh, the one time I did try, I like overdosed and ended up getting arrested because like the incident happened so fast. And long story short, man, I got convicted of selling drugs. So I go to prison, I get out of prison and I go back to work that same car wash. And while I'm there, dude, I'm just like, at this point, man, I'm never going to get in trouble again, ever. I'm done with that shit. No more drugs, no nothing. And I'm just like, this is my lot in life. I might as well be the best car wash dude to ever wash a car ever, right? I might as well learn everything about this system. Maybe one day I'll own it. This is my only shot. And so I treated it just like that. And one day, the only break I've ever caught in my life, my life has been full of a bunch of unbreaks. But the only break that I ever caught in my life was there was a lady named Monica. And Monica Hubbard, she's passed away now, but Monica uh, came in the car wash, saw me working hard, offered me a job in finance. I had no idea how to do a mortgage or even, dude, I, at the time when she offered me, I didn't know what the hell a mortgage was. Right. But she was willing to take a chance on me. And I explained, been to prison, don't have a credit card. Like, I, dude, I'm not your guy. She's like, just come in. Just in worst case scenario, you can always come back to the car wash. And thank God she's the closer, man, because about three or four weeks into it, I make like eight grand. About eight weeks into it, I made like $21,000. So, 
you know, I went from, you know, having to work half a year, three quarters a year to make 21 grand to all of a sudden I've done it in less than two months. Like you have thought, I mean, dude, I might as well have been Bill Gates. I was puff daddy at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that like, dude, I was just living large, you know, everything that I could think of was coming true. And, and I kept that freight train going, man. And, and I realized that I could do mortgages, but I needed to talk to more people. Cause like anything else, you make a few sales, then you exhaust your warm market. Right? right. And so what happened for me was I start seeing these commercials Saturday, real estate investing seminar come for free. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm going to go check out the seminar. Cause like they're going to invest in real estate. They probably need money. I can be the money guy there. I start showing up. And first of all, I was intrigued with what they were doing. Cause I was like, wow, these guys are speaking from the stage. That's pretty cool. And second, I was like, wait, there's other ways to make money in the industry that I'm in. I could be investing in these things too. I got the cash, you know, and third, I started selling the other investors money, right? So they need money to buy a house. I'm the guy that loaned the money and I created, I would go to every seminar, dude, I would drive all over the Metroplex. Anytime there's a seminar for real estate, anything, I was there. And I just became like known in that circle because there's seminar junkies and shit like that. And before long, I started doing the stuff that I learned and started making money from it. And before long, I was on the stage teaching people how, and I had like the greatest credentials, right? Like adopted, no diploma, worked at a car wash, and now I'm making $700,000 a year flipping houses in real estate. Finished high school? And, uh, I didn't finish the, eight, the ninth grade, man. The last grade I finished was the eighth grade. And, uh, but, but I'm very educated, man. I've read thousands of books. I've bought. No, no, I get it. No, I just wanted to, I ask you because I want people to understand my friend, the same exact thing, um, didn't finish the ninth grade. And it's just crazy. The common perception is that in order for you to be successful, you got to finish school. You got to go to college, get They, they try to pin you down on this cookie cutter path that a lot of people don't make massive success with. And then you got someone like you who, adopted, went to jail, no no high school diploma, and now is running several multi-million dollar companies, right? So well, you know, I agree. I don't think that we should have to be in school until we're like 18. I think we should get out of school when we're like 15. Just go to work and use that time from 15 to 18 to get some experience underneath you, right? To go learn a trade, to go do something, then then decide if you want to go to college or not. I'll tell you one of the reasons I'm rich right now is because I got no student loan debt. I have like the only debt I have is a mortgage and a car, a car payment anyway, right? Like th that's it. I don't have credit card debt, student loan debt, business debt. I don't have any of that stuff, man. And when I was in my twenties and I wasn't in prison, it was pretty easy for me to make a decision because I didn't have any bills coming the next month, mm -hmm. you know. And, and it wasn't I wasn't rich. I'm not I'm not saying that I, I was rich. I've had my ups and downs. But even when I was in the car wash business, it, it wasn't much for me to do because I, I didn't owe anybody. I had a paid off truck. I didn't have a credit card. I only lived on what I had, right. you know, and if I had to make a little extra money, I would hustle. Sometimes I drove cars and stuff like that for people. And it just little, I would do whatever I needed. If I needed something, I would find side hustles to make it happen, you know, and a lot of people, and, and I'm fortunate because I got experience from ages 15 to 18. So when I was 18, and I entered the, the workforce to get jobs in construction, whatever. By the time I, I get out and, and I go back to the car wash, like, dude, I've not only got five, six years of working for this place under my belt, I've also had a construction company. So I understand how some of these things and the electrical things work. Obviously, that carried over into mortgages. And if you, you flash forward 20 years from then, uh, you know, shit, I'm running really, really big companies and I'm the, the brains behind a lot of even bigger companies uh, that are out there, not because I have a degree or anything, but because I've, I've fallen flat on my face so many times and I'm not afraid to get up and fall flat on my face again, 
but they're become, there's a, I want you, you young folks to, to hear this really important. Cause I'm almost 40 years old in your twenties. You keep hitting the ground, you keep hitting the ground and everybody kind of laughs at you and pats you on the back, but that's what you're supposed to do. We're laughing at you because we've been there. We're not, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you because like, for those of us that have done it, we're going, dude, I remember that shit. You know what I mean? Just like, when you're in your 20s and you look back at teenagers doing shit and you're like, oh God, I remember when we used to do that, right? It's the same thing. But what happens is at some point, there's a tipping point in your 30s and all the mistakes that you learn from, if you're smart, all the mistakes that you learn from in your 20s become experience into your 30s. I remember, in, in, I, I remember when I was 29 years old, my sales manager for a mortgage company told me this. He said, man, you're going to look up and you think you know a lot of shit right now, like you've already made over a million dollars in your lifetime, you're young, you hit it early, he goes, but man, when you get to be 30 in this business, it unlocks a whole new door to potential because people then know your experience. And at the time I was like, dude, it's just another fucking number. What are you talking about, you know? But now I get it because there is a tipping point where all those failures turn into experiences. And me, I've failed prolifically fucking more times than I've ever been successful. But now people say, Stuman, we're going to him because he knows what not to do. Right. He may not know what to do, but he knows damn sure what not to do. Right. right? And, that, and that's as valuable uh, advice and, and as valuable as anything telling somebody what to do. Right. If you can avoid the pitfalls, you may not know the high points yet, but if you can avoid the low points, that's a fucking start that a lot of people don't have. Jeez. Look, they're not going. You said they're not coming to me. They come to me because he knows what not to do. That's that's crazy right there, because so many of us. A lot of people, and then crazy thing, right? A lot of people want to just bump their head anyway. I don't believe in bumping my head when I don't have to. When I got mentors, when I could go to someone like you, like, hey, how to avoid this? What will it cost me? So yeah, Ryan, it's just crazy to know like so many people we're willing to go through like a bunch of mistakes unnecessarily. And here's the other problem that we have. So many of us aren't succeeding because we're afraid of failure. I tell people now, failure is a part of success. It's like the prerequisite. If you didn't fail, if, if, all, if you didn't keep banging your head over and over again, because you probably didn't have a mentor at that time that know nothing about that, you probably wouldn't be who you are right now because a lot of people are trying to avoid the failure. The failure makes it stronger. The failure are those lessons learned, right? That really helps set us apart and become everything we need to be. So you just, know, mo most people don't think of it this way, but, but an expert, right? Like everybody wants to be the expert. But the only way that you can become the expert is to go through the, is to carry out the experiments to gain the experience. The expert is someone who has extracted experience from experimentation. And so, and if you do not experiment, you will not, exp you will not experience. And if you do not experience, you cannot ever become an expert. And so many people think they have experience because they read a book, they saw something, they learned from somebody else, they watched it from afar. But look, it's easy. I love surfing, right? So I have aqua tattoos all over me. I fucking love it. It's fucking hard. It looks awesome. You watch the Red Bull surfing freaking championships. It looks like those dudes just effortlessly just paddle out and just glide down these huge pipes, man. And everything's perfect. Dude, when you get out there, it's like, oh shit, dude, there's another wave coming. Dude, it is crazy hard. And it looks easy, but a person can watch hundreds of hours of surfing videos and literally think they're an expert at surfing until they hit the water and realize that that shit hits you back, mm. you know? And, so, and, and, and you have to go through experiments in order to get that experience. And what a lot of people don't understand is, is we've been tricked by the force of average to think things come instantaneously to us, right? 
experience isn't something that comes ex instantaneous to us, right? We have some experience, but the experience of what happened in the moment, for example, when I got arrested, my experience that moment was that I went to jail, but that's from that same experience, 24 months later, I would end up getting served, uh, sentenced to serve time, right? Same experience, two completely different lessons for it as, as more time went by. And so I say that because so many people are scared to become the expert. They want to be, they want the benefits of the title expert, but they don't want to do the things that it takes in order to become an expert. And if you fear those things, man, you'll never get ahead in life. But it's just like, like things don't come instantly. They come over time, right? When I was 21 and, or I see, I would be 23, I think when I was doing mortgages and people were like, dude, you're young, man. I got kids older than you, right? They knew that I was too young to have too much experience in that industry, right? By the time I was 25, I could say I'd been doing it for two years. Then there was no more questions. Oh, he's got two years. Yeah, dude, I've already done like 500 loans. I'm good, you know? And so it just, it, because all of a sudden I have that experience. Just same thing, it, it takes time. Like with, with genetics, right? I work out, obviously. And with, with your genetics, man, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm stronger than I've ever been in my life because of the experiences of working out since I was 17 years old. Most people work out from like 17 to 30 and then quit, right? And then they wonder why their body falls apart on them later on in life. Man, I'm stronger now because I've been experimenting with my body for freaking 20 something years at this point. So I didn't never take my foot off the gas. It's the experience of 20 years of working out have led me to be an expert in, in you know, how to exercise shit. That's, I've been doing it longer than most people. So it's, it's those things. It's time. You can't expect it to happen overnight, but there is a tipping point. It's a beautiful thing. That's crazy. And it's funny you say it. I always tell people all the time, like, I love swimming. And I tell people, listen to me, I don't care how many videos you watch. It's funny because you talked about surfing. I did it in Hawaii. It is hard. It's brutally hard, like you said. The swimming's I, I, the hardest part of surfing. Getting on the board yeah. ain't shit. The swimming out to be able to get on a board is a bitch. It's crazy. So um, always tell people about swimming. I'm like, listen, the only way you learn how to swim is you fully immerse yourself. You can't learn how to swim from YouTube. You have to get in the water. And I look at it in the same way about business. So what's some components to building a good, like maybe building a sales business because you're built, you're, you're, you're the hardcore closer, but you don't learn good sales without starting to sell. So let's talk about a little bit about selling. So if you'll notice in my story, the first thing I started selling was other people's products. You know, when you're, when you're young, you might as well fail at somebody else's expense. Okay. Cause like if I wasn't good at selling car washes, at least I would have made money for the time that I would have been there and I would gain some experience, right? If I wasn't good at construction, at least there was, which I wasn't, there was some time that I was there, I gained some experience. So go sell somebody else's product. See, here's what happens to most people. They go broke in the process. They say, oh, I'm going to build a program. I'm going to build an e-com site. I'm going to build this. I'm going to build that. I'm going to do this. And they have all these expectations and they got to go build that shit before they make money. The problem is it takes money to be able to build that shit. So you're stuck in a holding pattern. So you tell people you're an entrepreneur and really you're an entrepreneur nothing. Right. And, and I've seen it happen over and over again. It's best just to swallow your pride in the beginning and go sell somebody else's products and get experience. If it doesn't work out good, fuck that person, go sell for somebody else, but go and sell other people's stuff. First of all, so you can learn the processes that they have, right? Nothing's better than going and stepping into a company that has a phenomenal process that you can later on in the back of your mind duplicate into your own business. That's a huge, like that'll save you a shit ton of money and mistakes in itself to see how another company, some of the greatest companies out there came from employees of other great companies, 
right? I mean, you think about it, that's, that's how it works. So go and look for somewhere with a good atmosphere. Go and look for somewhere that you can just follow in and plug and play and learn from. And then when the time's right, go out on your own. But you might as well try to make money at somebody else's expense. I didn't go out on my own until I was forced to. And, I mean, I've always had a commission-only job. But I sold somebody else's product. I sold mortgages. Obviously, I didn't have all that money. There's no way I had $100 million to loan out. I just I don't have it one day, but not right now. And for sure, but not back then, right? And so I found somebody else's product to sell. When, when I was uh, doing mortgage, found other banks to sell. When I was doing real estate, I found other, other properties and stuff like that. that somebody, somebody else built the house. I was flipping it, but I didn't have to build it. You see what I'm saying? So there was already other products. And so I think your audience, if they're starting out, uh, man, if you're under 25 and you're watching this, dude, go get some experience from somebody else. Go fuck their shit up. Right. If you make a mistake, that's their problem. It's not yours. It's not a career ending world devastational. It's their brand that's ruined. It's not yours. But go out there and get that experience. And so you know what to do and what not to do in your own business. Jeez. Listen, let's catch that. My friend always say, he said, go infiltrate and then educate. Go get in. Go learn. I feel like if you're working a job and you're not learning, you shouldn't be working that job. Like if you're at a job and then you're not literally taking something that you can put in yourself and go utilize to generate income or it's just a benefit of working there, you should not be working there. Dude, I learned like every just, day at the car wash, you know? Yeah. I learned every day on my job in prison. You know, there's no, nothing ever goes smooth at any job. There's no mundane job out there. We try to pretend like it is because we're usually trying to numb ourselves to it, but there's, there's experiences that happen every day, everywhere. That's good. So for you, um, for you, so I was just at the M3 Accelerator. Y'all did an incredible job. And what's crazy to me is y'all put that together in three months, right? No, hell no. We put that together in 35 days. 30, 35 days. So just the, the I was saying I, on an earlier podcast, I was recording and I was basically like, excuse me. I was recording. I was, um, I was there and I'm like, yo, the, the level of excellence put into this event in 35 days. Imagine how much we could do if we stopped utilizing excuses, if we stopped putting time constraints, if we just said yes. So walk me through the process of when you launch something so fast and just say yes. Me, I live by the model of commit first, figure out the rest later. And I also live by the model of accept someone's money for the product and service. Now you have to produce it. What is the thing that make you that rapid fire for you? Well, man, you know, if, uh, if Josh watches this at one point in the, in the future, you know, you should send it to him because he'll, he'll like what I have to say, but I don't think he's ever thought of it this way, but he's a smart guy. He probably has. Um, I have an eye for talent and there's lots of famous people, many on TV, many, uh, internet entrepreneurs and, and just business people that I've had a key role in, in making them who, who they are, making them known, as I should say, not who they are, but some of that too, but making them known uh, before they were known, you know what I mean? And so like a lot of people, I'm usually, I've been a lot of people's first stop and I've scouted out a lot of talent because I know what it looks like. Um, Josh King Madrid, uh, his Instagram handles at Jet Set Fly somebody tagged him or mentioned him to me or I don't know how, but I got connected to him and about six months on Instagram. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. 
he had some outside of the box uh, business ventures that he would talk about. And I was like, that's, that's actually a pretty smart idea too, right? So I, I, I don't do this very often, but I, I messaged him. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, uh, I, I see you got a Lambo. I got a McLaren. We should see what's up, you know? And, you know, I, at the time, probably had 50,000 followers or so on Instagram. So, and he probably had 150. So it was like a, a site, you know, it's not just some like, hey, I am from India. I would like to do your website type of thing, you know? And, and uh, but he didn't respond to it. And I get it. Now that I have a bunch of followers, shit goes to the other box. It's hard to keep up with. But a um, couple weeks later, maybe a month later, he's like showing off a watch that was his friend's. And I said, I was like, I have that watch too, man. It's like, we got a lot in common cars, watches, do we should connect. And uh, for whatever reason, he just hit me right back. And he was like, yo, man, I actually been following your stories for a long time, man. It's like, I didn't know that you were following me. This is really cool. And, uh, and so we just, you know, changed numbers and kind of text back and forth or whatever. Just, you know, trying to be, trying to see how we could do something together, man. I didn't realize the dude was 21, right? I thought he was probably right. mid-20s, late-20s, you know. I, matter of fact, he wasn't 20. He was 20 then. He just turned 21 at our event. And uh, matter of fact, he is so young, they wouldn't take his credit card at the Palms because he's not 21. So like when we put a credit card down beforehand, I had to do it because he wasn't old enough for them to rent rooms to yet. And so, uh, so anyway, we go and uh, he hits me up a couple weeks later. He's like, hey, you know what? My mom is from Waco, Texas. And I got to go down there for some family shit. I think it was Christmas time. I got to go down there for some family shit. I'm going to fly into DFW. Let me stop by your office, man. Let's link up. You do super friendly, super cool guy. And uh, so we got to talking or whatever. And, uh, and, and at the office, we did a little podcast together. And I was like, geez, this kid's really sharp. And I didn't know, like during the, the podcast, I got to find out a lot of stuff about him. And so, you know, he said his name went off to Christmas or whatever. He hits me. We stay in touch pretty regularly. It's like, you know, celebrate wins and shit like that, you know. And he hits me up in, in like the end of January. And he goes, hey, man, let's just throw an event together. And I'm like, okay, cool, man. I like your style. I know we can do it together. We both got big followings. Let's, let's do it, right? And I was like, we're two ends of the spectrum. Like, I'm old and OG in the game. You're the new up-and-comer. And you guys are probably crushing it more than we are, dude. We should, like, definitely show the old folks new ways, show the new folks old ways. It's actually be a good mixture of an events. And he goes, okay, cool. Let's do it March 6th or something like that. And I'm like... Bro, okay, so cool. So you want like 50 people to an event or something like that then, you know what I mean? And he's like, nah, bro, let's like put five, 600 people in there. And I'm like, I've been at this. Sometimes when you've been an OG at something, you know, it's like uh, you don't think something's, not that it's not possible, you just know what all it takes. Right. But I didn't realize how resourceful the two of us could be when we got put together. Right. And within 35 days, Josh handled all the promotion. I did all the back-end logistics. I promoted it a lot on our stuff too, but a large majority of the promotion came from Josh because we were running the back end of it. Uh, put like back end meaning putting the speakers together, putting the events together, paying the bills, running the logistics, getting the AV, getting all the stuff in order, security, all the, all that stuff. You have no idea what goes into an event with 700 people, especially in 35 days. It's almost impossible to find a room, let alone get a whole damn event going. And we did it. You know, uh, his promotion, my back end, dude, we fucking, we crushed it. We had a great event. And uh, I mean, next year, we're going to do the same thing, except for we're merging the other two events that I throw. So there'll probably be three, 5,000 people next year. I mean, we're going to upset the industry because we're going to have one of the biggest deals out there, man. So, uh, and, and so I say all that because I, I saw a talent in Josh. He wasn't doing what he was doing yet. You know, when I saw him in, I mean, things have changed really short for him. But when I met him in December, he was just starting to come up. Now the dude's doing a million a month. 
you know, and, uh, and, and I'm not taking credit for his efforts. What's none whatsoever. We're partners in, 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 uh, X ventures and some other stuff. And, and which is the M3 accelerator event. And, uh, I'm not taking anything or taking any credit, but I'm saying, man, I saw that talent and you know what? I, I'm, he's going to be probably the biggest thing I've ever partnered with. And I've partnered with some motherfuckers that won awards and shit like that from TV. So, uh, you know, that's how it all worked out. 35 days. We pulled it off though. And once he pulled it off, I was like, oh, shit, it, yeah, the, the dude's real. You know what I mean? He's not some fake Instagram, take pictures of his cars that his mommy gave him, whatever. The dude is the fucking hardest working guy I've ever seen, man. Like, he's like, he can keep in stride with me, and, and I never met anybody like that. And it's crazy, it's crazy you say it because, <clears throat> it's crazy you say it because I want people to take something from this. And this is the second time I kind of heard it. So first, you guys recently just met. Listen, I want every, if you're listening, they built a multi-million dollar business off of a partnership that they just met. And for the rest of their lives, they're going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars together. If you are not utilizing social media, if you're not utilizing networking, you literally never know who your next partner is. Prime example, I heard him say he just met his closer, Daniel, a few months ago. Now they're making, doing millions, and you're all working together. So it's funny. I introduced him to Daniel because Daniel I had met the previous day at this. I just, man, I don't ever do this, but for some reason, one of my homies was speaking at this event in New York, and I didn't know the dude that was throwing it or anything, so I just bought a ticket to go hang out with my buddy. And, uh, and there was a couple other people that I would have liked to meet, you know what I mean? But like, it wasn't like the event dude knew who I was. So I wasn't getting VIP for free or no shit like that. Right. And shows up, Josh is one of the people there. And I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up, man? You know, he was just at the office. This is right at Christmas time. So he was just at the office. So like, Hey man, what's up? You know what I mean? And we like talked or whatever. And I'm pretty sure that I, I know I had met Daniel the night before at the bar. Like he just happened to be sitting there. And, uh, and the next day I was like, dude, you guys should totally talk. Daniel does like sales for e-com people or whatever. And it was like in passing. The next thing I know, dude, they kept in touch. And I hadn't really kept in touch with Daniel. I kept in touch with Josh, obviously. And then Daniel spoke at our event. Shit, the three of us put on, like, uh, we, got some, we got some big plans, man. It's crazy. So, guys. Like, like Josh and I have already done uh, seven figures in, in a company that, you know, shit, we're still working out the paperwork. Right? I haven't even got our money back from the uh, secretaries or papers back from the secretary of state because we threw the event so fast. I just used one of my other companies to collect all the damn money and to, to run the back end logistics on. And so I have like a, a company I use for all my affiliate promotions and events. So I just, I use that. But like, uh, that's, that's how fast we moved on this. And that's how fast the two of us turned this thing in. By the time all the sales come in and all the back-end commission and stuff from the event will have done well over a million bucks. Wow. That's crazy just to think, like, just a few months ago. And, again, you, uh, making millions isn't foreign to you. But just think about, for anyone listening, think about you partnering with somebody, you bringing, everyone bringing their unique skill set to the table, and you making an additional six, seven, or eight figures off of a partnership. This is why Ryan, I promote, like last year I spent 26000 going to conferences, networking events. I promote and I'm an advocate for relationships. Some of the greatest people I met last year, we're partners. We make money together. Like, but I wouldn't have met them if I didn't get out of my comfort zone. If you didn't, if, if you guys didn't send the DM, if you guys didn't meet in New York, who knows how, where it would have went. But I just, I like to say like, you guys got to use social media to your advantage because you never know you're one partnership away you're one opportunity away you're just something can happen to you if you're willing to say yes to your dream so 
Oh, um, I see actually, people all the time, man. They'll go and they'll spend, you know, a thousand dollars on a suite at Amigos concert or at a Miley Cyrus concert or some shit like that, right? Like they'll go and they'll buy, you know, two to six hundred dollar tickets and a bunch of drinks and and food and shit like that. Run out of suite. And that's for like two, three hours worth of entertainment, man. For that same thousand dollars, dude, you could get a ticket to a seminar with some of the smartest people in the world that that want to share that that have been so successful they want to share. I know a lot of people say, what's the catch? Why would somebody just get on stage? Dude, I'm telling you, now that I'm on the other side and I know what it's like to drive Rolls Royce and McLaren, I'm inside a fucking mansion. Look at my entryway over here, dude. Like now that I know what it's like to be on this side of it, dude, it, it, like I like to get on stage and just share with people because we want to help other people. Like if if you're a contributor like I am and like you are, man, you just want to be able to there is no gimmick, man. So what I'm saying is you go to a concert, you can have a fun experience, right? You'd probably be drunk and high and forget 90% of it anyway. You already know the songs. Or you could go spend $500 on a ticket plus another, like, let's say three, $400 on hotel and flight and go to a seminar somewhere that's two days long. Like right now we're sold out, but I have an event coming up in three weeks in Dallas. And again, we're sold out. So uh, it's for 500 bucks, you get to see Cody Sperber, who has 1.2 million Instagram followers, Frank Kern, the godfather of direct response marketing, Billy Jean, the best videographer in the, on the entire planet right now. You get Sean Whalen, one of the biggest like names in viral videos to ever hit the internet. You get uh, Emily Frisella, her and her husband have a multi-billion dollar company. I mean, you get my wife, who's, you know, lucky to be my wife, super smart person. She's managed over $400 million worth of hedge fund money. I mean, you got my lawyer, the dude that, that I go to that's done over $3 billion in settlements. Like if you get a fucking piece of paper from my lawyer, you don't fucked up. You know what I mean? And these are the people speaking at my got over a billion dollars in mortgages. Like these are the people that are going to be talking about how they got rich. And they're going to give you the steps because they want you to get it too. Cause it's fucking lonely up here. You know, like people, we run into each other. We say things like, Oh man, you know, so-and-so, you know, so-and-so what a small world. That's not a small world. It's lonely up here, man. Cause there's only a few of us. Yeah. There's only a few of us, but we know this every day, 495 new millionaires exist in America every day today, 495 new people will be certified millionaire in China. Every three days, every 72 hours, someone becomes a billionaire. Money ain't getting lost. Money's changing hands. And you got to get around. Like you, when it's changing hands for a concert, rock, rap, pop, whatever concert, it's changing hands and you're not getting any value. You're getting entertained, but you're not getting any value in exchange. When you go and you see the way that things are changing, man, because here's what you don't want. Right now, during the Super Bowl, there was a commercial. And there were these robots doing all these jobs, fitness instructor, construction worker, and people just walking the streets looking at these robots. I'm a job taking industry. That's that's what the fuck I do for for money, right? And so uh, you see these robots taking jobs. The last thing that you want to be is a victim to a robot taking your job. You better start learning and educating yourself and getting these skills now. You know, like this. That like if, if you don't take nothing else away from what I've said today, man, start getting those skills and everything now because, like wasting money on experiences, dude. Right now, make your money and have experiences when you can afford to have better experiences anyway. It's crazy. Two things I want to say. So first, I'll be at that event. Uh, I'll be at that event. I had the opportunity. I interviewed Billy. Uh, Andy had me on this podcast. Andy's amazing. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So I'll be there and I'll be checking you out there. So Andy will be there. 
yeah, I'll, if you need any help, just let me know. I'll be around, you know. Help oh, out. awesome. Um, Andy should be at our event, too. He's not a speaker. His wife is, but I think he's coming, too. He'll come, yeah, so that's dope. And, and it's funny because I was talking to my lady. I'm like, babe, man, I don't have no skills. Like, meaning, like, like when I say skills, like, I can't type on a computer. I'm not, like, if, if someone hired me for a desk job, no Excel, it's just I focus on communicating and selling. Those skills, the, they're probably the number, the top two skills you need to focus on, especially as a youth. One of the things that I try to teach youth, Ryan, is to how to not get a job but own a business. Because as a kid, like you said, you're going to buy from a kid no matter what he's selling because he's a kid. When you get, our, when you get older, I come up to you, hey, Ryan, I'm selling some candy. You like, get out of here, kid. Yeah. I mean, get out of here, buddy. Grow the, the fuck up, man. <laughs> yeah. The kid come up to you, like, huh, take 100 bucks for one candy bar or something. Yeah. This is why I'm trying to teach skills, uh, sell skills, because I think the number one thing where you can print money is having the ability to be able to communicate and being able to sell something, right? And I know with your platforms, you teach a lot of people about what you do. So talk a little bit about the companies, because I know you got phone sites, you got a few things, and people make a benefit from some of the things you offer as well. So I want people to kind of hear about that. Yeah, so um, this was kind of a cool interview, because I didn't have to tell too much about like, you know, well, we grew up on a farm and, and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It's like straight into like lessons. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanna, it's about value. I want to make sure people be able to get to that next level. And I know your teachings, the hour you did, just from the podcast traffic to horror, just everything, I'm like, this, he dropped nothing but game, so. Yeah, and so the, the thing is, you know, for, for me, I want to first and foremost preface this with this. I didn't do all this overnight. I didn't go out and start five businesses and they run simultaneous. Like, I, I'm not, like, this, this is 10 years worth of, this is 30 years worth of knowledge, 10 years worth of work putting together what I'm going to share. Because I know what can happen. You can watch this on the other side. You'll be 20 years old. And you're like, fuck, dude, how am I going to catch two? And he's already got five businesses. And that's not how it works, okay? And I've probably, I run five. Now I've probably crashed 10, okay? And now crashing a business doesn't mean you lost your clients or investors money. I've never had investors, but, but it just means that the shit didn't work out, right? You spent money for an LLC, drew up a business plan, put it into action. The shit didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, right? So my main core business is we do uh, online uh, information. It's called Break Free Academy. You can go to breakfreeacademy.com and check it out. But we sell information. We teach people how to do sales, how to communicate, how to speak from the stage, how to run Facebook ads, how to do lead gen. Uh, we do live events. We do uh, online classes. Like, so we have three levels. Basically we have a, an, a, we call it the apex entourage, which is our big mastermind. We have apex entrepreneurs, which are guys that get one-on-one -on -one coaching from our company. And then we have apex elite, which are the people that I personally work with. I don't right now, I don't take personal people on, uh, just because I've been full for the last two years, but, uh, that's our main business, you know, and, uh, we've helped 16,000 people, 16,000 clients in the last five years through that business. Uh, but because of that business, we needed a technology that was easier than like click funnels and lead pages. I like click funnels. I use it in my business. Um, but the average first timer getting into internet is like the real estate agent doesn't need click funnels or infusion soft. They need something simple. And we started a company called phone sites and, uh, you don't need any tech skills. You don't need to learn to code. You don't even need any training. The shit's so fucking easy. You can give it to a kid and it's like an iPad. Within a few minutes, you figure out how to build the stuff. And uh, you, it's 47 bucks a month. I recommend everybody watching this. Go over, sign up, get a free trial, build your first funnel, get a lead on me, and then decide whether you want to pay for it or not. 
Um, I know that in the one year that we created this company one year ago in April, uh, we've generated over 80,000 leads and we've had 8,000 people come in on our free trial and 6,500 of them become clients. So uh, it's been a very successful first year for us. Uh, I also own a company called Closer Marketing, where we do a lot of affiliate and agency stuff. We do That company does half a million to a million a year. It's kind of a little side project of mine. And uh, I own another company called Wolfman Assets with a partner. Uh, his name's Mike Wolf. He does the financials. I do all the roughneck work. And so I go out, find properties, uh, occasionally evict people from properties, right? Hence why I got to stay in shape. Got to jerk a motherfucker out of a house or whatever sometimes, you know. I'm not even shitting you, man. If I had my phone on me, I'd show you, dude. The last house, we had uh, squatters that refused to leave, dude. I had to send my, like, gangster homeboys in there to beat them up and record it. Shit, it's pretty, pretty nuts over here, man. But we, we specialize in triple Ds, baby. Divorce, death, and deadbeats, right? If you're fucking up, we're coming for your house. We're going to make the neighborhood great again. That's what we do. We take shitty houses and make freaking the area great again. You know, like, this house is in – we bought it for 300 grand. It was a, a, a legit burned-down meth lab. Wow. We bought it for 300 grand. The house next to it's about 750 grand. Uh, and by the time we're done, we'll probably pull 200 grand out of this house, right? But it took a lot of work, man. I bought this shit in December. We just now got the trash removed like two weeks ago because these people refused to leave and everything else. So, you know, I get my hands dirty in real estate. And we did about 6 million last year in, uh, in real estate. So, um, and again, that's a part-time gig for me too. It makes us a lot of money, but it's, it's not something that I'm in every single day. Um, and then I also have a, a, a company with Josh uh, that we are starting. Uh, like I said, that we're still waiting on the paperwork to be filed back to X Ventures where we're doing some really big stuff there. And then I own obviously the hardcore closer brand and all the trademarks associated with it. So I have, like if we're just being real, I have about 40 streams of income that come in every month. And really that's where you want to be because if one of those things, like any of those companies could shut down and it'd be painful, you know what I mean? But I, I make it. You know what I mean? Like any of those companies could get, get fucked off and I could lose that stream of income and it, it would hurt. I might have to sell a Rolls Royce or some shit like that. You know what I mean? But I'm going to survive. You know, I may not have to sell it depending on which one of those sources got, got cut off. Right. But that's how you build. There's a book on Amazon that I wrote called Bulletproof Business. I recommend you guys that are young, that are just getting started, go read that book because it tells you how to insulate yourself to where no matter what, man, so many things have gone wrong in my life so many things that I had to learn to protect myself from them. And that book basically outlines how I did all of that. So I appreciate you letting me do that. You can find out all the information you want from me. Just go to hardcorecloser.com. That is like, that's where you should be every day. You should be listening to my podcast, reading my blog post. Like let me inside your mind and I will rewire that motherfucker. That's good. Bro. And that's what we want to do, man. We want to be able to help people out. So guys, please do that. I'm going to get Ryan out of here, ask him maybe one or two more questions and get him out of here. Um, right now, yeah, I got five I'll, minutes and I got to get on to the next, uh, next appointment, my man. This real quick. Cool. If you were, if for that person who literally looking to get to that next level, they thought about quitting, things wouldn't go right. Things been going wrong. What's that piece of advice you want to give them? Like they man, think about if, getting up. If you're struggling, that's a good thing. You know, most of us, we run from struggle and return to our comfort zone, man. And struggle is a good thing, right? Like think about when you're working out. If you're struggling, that means that you got enough weight to make your body grow, right? Like if I'm doing bench press and I'm struggling, I got a lot of weight on the bar and I'm struggling. Once I push through that and I struggle through it, then all of a sudden I got a little bit stronger. I got one more rep for next time. 
And we have to look at the struggle in life the same way. See, the struggle is a test. See, in school, you learn a lesson, take a test. See, in life, you take a test, learn a lesson. That struggle is that test. And so let's say you want to make a million dollars, right? The universe isn't just going to bow down to you and tell you look away it's your universe is going to send struggle after struggle after struggle until you've proven that you want it bad enough to be able to beat those struggles so if you're struggling first of all smile because that means that the universe believes that you have enough stamina left in you to make it through the struggle but it's definitely testing you think about it as hell week for navy seals they put everybody on that platform and into hell week on day one because they firmly believe everybody can make it by the end of the week six or seven people are left out of hundreds right? But it's those six or seven people that made it through the whole time was a test. So many people, the only reason they lost the test and failed the test is because they rang the bell. But the people that make it through the end, they get to have the prestigious, highest, most esteemed honor in the United States of America, which is the title of being the Navy SEAL. And so I want you to think about that for life. Are you a Navy SEAL? You're going to have to go through hell weeks if you're going to be the Navy SEAL of business. You might have to go through hell years, but the struggle is a reward. The struggle is that test. And the lessons that you learn from the struggle lead to that experience that I talked about in the first place. So if you're struggling, good. Go find you 10 more struggles. Mm. If you overwhelm, add some more stuff to it. So with that being said, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Please go support my guy, The Hardcore Closer, on Instagram. We're going to drop every link in the show notes so you guys can go support phone sites, his businesses, and any conferences or anything you got going up. Um, I want to say thank you so much, Rob, for spending uh, time out of your day. I know our price is your time, so we value you and we appreciate it. So, guys, with that being said, please go uh, spam the comments on Hardcore Closers Instagram. Show some love to him. And with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in to another amazing episode of Accelerate the Great. Please like, share, subscribe. Ultimately, we want to help you grow. We want to help you win. We want to help you get to that next level. So continue on accelerating the great, and we'll see you guys soon.